if you want me to, I yeah. can just put in like the masterpiece theater theme to make you sound smarter. Good evening, Internet. Welcome to the octogenary episode of the Erasable Podcast. This is Dr. Johnny Gember, along with Tim Mossum and producer Andy Welfley. How are you guys doing? Pretty doing good. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So we have something very special planned for this episode. And if you follow us on one of our social media channels, you probably already know. Tonight we're having our very first call-in show, which is awesome. That's why we should do the Fraser and Roz thing. Um, so this is how it's going to work. Andy's going to post a link in our social media channels when we're ready to take calls. But because of the anti-magic of Skype, we have to call you. So you'll fill out a form with your name, um, your phone number, and as briefly as possible what you want to talk about. The form comes into Andy, and then we'll call you from Skype. And please keep it PG, because we usually do. And this is already <laughs> going to require a lot of editing for Andy, so don't you know, require a lot of typewriter bells. I'm talking to myself as much as you. Don't fuck it up, everybody. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I don't so, want to get left out. So. <laughs> Excellent. So why don't we start, as we always do, with our tools of the trade? Sam, would you like to go first? Sure. First of all, I am writing with a cool pencil that I was given uh, on a visit to my uncle's house. It is a uh, Eagle Turquoise in H. Nice. Uh, super old one, which is Ooh. really cool because it was about three quarters of the way used and all faded, you know, with time. And it's just always so satisfying with an old pencil like that to throw it in a sharpener and then see it look brand new, like the tip and the wood underneath once you get all the oily, stained parts of it. Uh, it's just like it was made yesterday, except for the eraser, which is totally useless. But... Uh, really cool looking pencil, and I like like it. Something a little different, something hard. And I am writing in a Chicago Field Notes, which is not super unusual for me. Nice. And enjoying a Stella Artois. Um, now, as far as what I'm digging lately, I've got two things. Um, been listening to this band called the Beatles. I think um, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, I was totally obsessed with the Beatles for a long time, like a lot of people. And then for some reason in the last, I don't know, three years, I just haven't listened to him very much uh, after being, yeah, I mean, just like obsessed. I was naming pets after them when I was a kid and uh, <laughs> I was watching every documentary I can get my hands on. And then a few years ago, it just kind of stopped, which, you know, you have kids and a lot of things like that just sort of stop and you're just, whatever's right in front of you is what you're going to, what you're going to do. But I uh, got back into the Beatles thanks to the Ron Howard documentary, the oh, yeah. eight days a week which was a, a lot of fun. And also I've, I've been listening to a podcast called Celebration Rock, which I highly recommend if you're a fan of rock music and especially classic rock. Um, it's by Stephen Hyden, who is a rock critic in Minneapolis. So definitely check that out. But he did an episode with Rob Sheffield, who wrote a book about the Beatles called, I think it's called Dreaming the Beatles, but it's about... Um, well, that doesn't really matter, but I, I haven't read the book. <laughs> but they talked about the Beatles a lot, and so it got me back, and I was pulling out all my old 
albums and listening to it and landed on a new favorite. I feel like every season of my life I have a new favorite Beatles album. And right now I am just obsessed with the Beatles album Rubber Soul. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a great album. But I also in the uh, podcast episode, in the Celebration Rock episode, they talked about the U.S. version which was different than the one that we now think of as Rubber Soul. And so I made a playlist on Amazon Music of the original U.S. version that was released here, which is basically the same, but there's two different songs. And the most notable is the song, uh, I've Just Seen a Face. Um, I don't know if you know, remember that song. I think David Lee Roth covered it for some reason in the 80s. <laughs> but um, That's the opening track. And so I've just been listening to a ton of Rubber Soul. Um, I didn't put this in the show notes, but I've also been listening to a lot of the Big Chill soundtrack. Huh. I don't know if you saw that. I posted that on Instagram. Yeah. I, I found uh, vinyl copies of uh, volumes one and two of the uh, of uh, the Big Chill soundtrack, which I've never even seen the movie, but it's just all these awesome Motown songs. It's like having a, a vinyl mixtape, which is really cool. cool. It's got all this great Motown, but also CCR and the band and... Uh, yeah, huh. it's it, they're they're really cool. You can, I mean, you can check them out on Spotify and things like that. But it's a great record to have because it's like being able to put on a really great mixtape. <laughs> it's vinyl. like Spotify, but on vinyl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baby Boomer Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I am reading a book, kind of in the same same world. I'm reading a book by Chuck Klosterman, uh, the famous rock and pop culture writer. He has a, a book that he came out with last year called "But What If We're Wrong." Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's written a lot about music and pop culture, but this book is uh, he's examining the question of you know what will when people two hundred years from now look back at rock and roll or look back at the great writers of our time, like who's the one they're going to remember? Because that's what cultures tend to do is they boil everything down to something very sim- simple. Um, because. Like with rock and roll, for example, he talks about, well, obviously rock and roll is going to be a thing of the past. Like We're going to move on to something else. That's what we have now. But when we get into the future, if we treat it anything like we treat reggae music or we treat, um, you know, which is basically reggae music equals Bob Marley for most people or uh, marching band music, which was apparently big <laughs> at some point. John Philip Sousa. And so he goes through this. All these different, all these different subjects, and all these questions of like, what will the future think of this? Because, you know, he posits that you know we're probably wrong about everything <laughs> right now, even like gravity and stuff like that. Eventually, someone's going to figure out that it's a lot more complicated than we made it out to be. Huh. Um, so, if, like for example, for rock and roll, he boils it down. He decides through all this awesome logic that I won't spoil for you. You can read, uh, but he narrows it all down to his decision that. Uh, rock and roll is basically just going to be remembered through the lens of Chuck Berry. Huh. Uh, and he's got some really, really good reasons for that. But I highly recommend the book. It's really cool. That's interesting. And anything by Chuck Klosterman. He's he's a great writer. Yeah. He has a really fascinating uh, <laughs> profile of Britney Spears that he wrote <laughs> like back in the day where it was so bizarre where he's like sitting in this photo shoot and there's this person whose job is to like bring her milk and cookies like as much as she wants and like, what kind of cookies chocolate chip cookies just like yeah and then he's she's this like big time sex symbol and he keeps trying to ask her like about being a sex symbol and she's like oh i don't know i'm not a sex symbol i'm just an innocent girl and like <laughs> is totally playing this part and he's like his mind is being blown because he's like am i being 
He wouldn't say this, but I'm getting trolled right now. Is somebody, <laughs> are you all seeing what I'm seeing? Because this is insane. So um, he's a really fascinating writer. So I'd, I'd really highly recommend him. Huh. So what about you, Andy? I've been talking for a while. No worries. Um, what am I? I am writing with a <laughs> the pencil that was closest to me, which is um, a souvenir pencil from the Oakland Museum of California, which I'll talk about later. Uh, it's this... Um, you know those pencils that they have at museums that are like color changing? They're like hypercolor. Oh yeah, uh, mood pencils. Yep. So it's a it's a purple mood pencil that turns into a um, it turns pink and it's slightly sparkly, and it is um, actually not too bad of a pencil. Um, nice for a dollar twenty five. And I'm writing in a uh, notebook, a moleskin style notebook called uh, a brand called Colo K O L O, which I will also talk about later. Um, what I've been doing lately, I feel like I'm still recovering from every spare time, every second of my spare time being taken up with Plumbago, um, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining by any means. Um, I just started it reading. It does look amazing. I just started reading. You gotta plug a, it. Yeah, we should talk about what, what's right. next. Um, uh, started reading a book by author Neil Stevenson and, um, oh, he, he is, Co-wrote it with somebody. Hold on, rise and fall. Co-wrote it with Nicole Galland. Um, if anybody knows Neil Stevenson, he's like a sci-fi author that writes really, really, really long novels. Uh, it's called The Rise and Fall of Dodo. D O D O. It's an abbreviation, like an acronym. Um, it's pretty good. It's like a um, speculative fiction, uh, time travel, like just a good like sci-fi thing and i appreciate that he has like a co-writer because uh i feel like she's really like made his like tone more accessible some of his books i just have stopped reading because i just couldn't handle it they're just so long and they can get really dry um he's not as bad as like frank herbert but um yeah it's really good but i've i've discovered i i rented the ebook from the library does anybody ever use um overdrive on their kindle or every day every day i yeah i use it constantly I, Especially for audiobooks, mostly for me. Yeah, and and for ebooks um, like EPUBs, it's it's really hard because when you have a really long one, uh, it just sort of like automatically checks it back into the library. <laughs> so twenty one days. So it happened to me. <laughs> I, get like, I like sat it down for a little while and didn't pick it back up, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of it and it checks it just back in, and there are already like holds existing for eBooks because it's all a construct. So I actually went out and checked out the physical book from the library, and holy crap, it's so big, it's so heavy. It just uh, you forget when you're reading something <laughs> on your on your like Kindle or your Nook or whatever that. Like, hey, this this is a really thick book. Like, you know, you see like, oh, I'm 35% of the way through. You don't know that that's still like 400 pages or whatever. So I have the physical book now and it's like giving me asthma because it's so thick. Just sitting <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> oh. That is hashtag 2017 problems. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a good book. I'd recommend. So uh, that's it for me. How about you, Johnny? Um, so I just finished a book called The Race Underground. Did you guys catch the um, American Experience episode about that that came out this spring, I think? It's about uh, Boston and New York and their race to be the first subway in America. No. So the um, the special was just about Boston, but the book is, you know, about the, the race because it's called The Race Underground, right? But um, it's a really cool book if you live in cities and you think about transportation issues and, st- and things like that. 
um even though like it's sort of rife with um for i think it came out in 2014 oddly gender exclusive language in some places and um that thing where people make a noun out of the adjective describing your ethnic background that really bothers me There's weird silence now. <laughs> so um, I was yeah, processing what you so like yeah. for, like say that again. Like for example, people were like whites, blacks, Hispanics. Oh, okay. I hate when people do that. Yeah, yeah. People first language. That's, yeah, that's an adjective. Mm-hmm. Weird Southern people weird. and their bizarre statues. No. That sounds like a the title of a Randy Newman album. <laughs> <laughs> weird Southern people and their statues. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we discovered a show on Masterpiece called My Mother and Other Strangers. Have you guys heard of the show before? Mm-mm. It's about this um, small Irish village during World War II and an American Air Force base that's stationed nearby. So hmm. I forgot how we got onto that. Oh, we were watching Arthur and um, Arthur and George, that little miniseries about Arthur Conan Doyle solving a real case. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then somehow that came up on the PBS app. It's like, oh, let's watch the show. No good pencil stuff, but it has Aaron Staten, the guy for, that played um, the tall blonde guy who wrote books or wrote stories in um, Mad Men. What's his name? Ken Cosgrove. Oh, yeah. So that's always interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing is I discovered a really good whiskey, even though we don't really talk about booze on the show very much. Um my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Louisville. They actually teach at the same school where our friend Lenore teaches. And they brought back a really delicious bottle of something called American whiskey that is aged in used bourbon barrels. So if you're on the hunt for a new bottle of something very, very, very delicious, take this as a good recommendation. And also, as we were saying before, measure it when you drink because it's very good. Measure it. <laughs> leave the bottle in the kitchen. <laughs> Especially if it's a weeknight or you're podcasting and you're very strict with yourself. But, um, just yeah. for example, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of the show, we always talked about drinking booze. Were you guys really drinking booze or were you drinking coffee? I was usually drinking I said beer. booze. It was booze. Yeah. I, I was usually <laughs> drinking coffee. I'm like Perrier and just trying to sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> Lies. Terrible. Lies. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> On our first episode, I was sick, though, so I was enjoying some um, American honey, that wild turkey whiskey with honey in it, like, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I am writing with a pencil that I forgot exists, the Faber-Castell Bonanza. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's labeled as a B, number two, as... You know, Faber-Castell does their weird thing that a B is number two. Um, but it's really soft. It's like MMX soft, but not smeary, but a little crumbly. But the aesthetics of it are really pretty. It's a dark gold with almost bronzish hardware and a dark pink eraser. And I'm writing in a new moon to salute the Eclipse Field Notes Lunacy Notebook. Hmm. So, yeah. So, shall we jump into Fresh Points before we start calling people? Yeah. Sounds good. Excellent. Tim, do you want to start off? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I'll start out by mentioning some, it seems like every episode we have this, but <laughs> some news, something new from Baron Fig. So uh, we received Yay. some pretty cool things from Baron Fig uh, the other day, which was uh, some new vanguards. So they announced that they're 
putting out the vanguards in three new colors, which uh, it's kind of like. Well, no, I guess that's not true. I was gonna say. Wait, what are the primary colors? Uh, red, yellow, and blue. Fake. Red, blue, red, yellow, and, and yellow. Blue? Blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So these are like sort of a twist on primary colors, sort of. It's yeah. Like, it's like a primary colors that fit the Baron Vic aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So it's uh, one's like a, and I'm probably going to get the names wrong, but there's there's one called Fig Wine, which yeah. is sort of a, exactly what it sounds like, a wine wine colored one. My, I got the yellow, which, do you remember what the name is for that one? They should call it That's Bookmark the one I don't yellow. remember. What was it called? They said they should call it Bookmark Yellow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to the website, it's called yellow gold. One word, yellow gold, yellow gold. So there's fig wine, yellow gold, and <laughs> and then the uh, the blue, which is called blue slate. I had it right in front of me, and then I went back to blue slate. Slate blue, blue, blue slate, blue slate. Ew. But Ew. they're they're all really uh really handsome colors, and not kind of over the top. Um, the yellow is pretty bright, but the blue is it's the exact same color as the walls of my son's room, which oh, is nice. kind of cool. It's yeah. like, I love that color. I love that. I kind of like it almost looks like a Facebook blue mm-hmm. um, sort of, but maybe a little more on the gray side. Uh, definitely more on the gray side. But uh, which ones? So I got I got the uh, yellow gold. And I, got, I got the blue Dr. slate. Okay. Yes. And Johnny, I'm you rocking the red. Okay. And. So Andy, what uh, do were yours lined or were they? Uh, mine were dot grid, and what's Here's interesting about them yeah. is is um, the notebooks themselves are quite a bit darker than um, their illustration, and I guess I guess they kind of look like the big picture of the blue of the slate blue on their on their website, but like the illustration that they have, that's quite a bit lighter than it. It's it's almost like a navy blue. Like oh, I guess okay. I guess blue slate is. Uh, maybe not a navy. This this is more gray. I'm I'm not good with colors. It just looks darker than it does yeah, on the yeah. on the website. And and I and I, I wish I I also wonder I haven't matched them up with the uh, pencils from like the, a, the like prismatic a blue set yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But Ooh. I'd be I'd be interested Could to know I, yeah. if um you know they kind of went with the same color scheme as the prismatic pencils. I I I don't think so. I think prismatic are brighter. But yeah, I've got those in front of me here actually, and uh, those are more of a like a pure primary color kind of thing like they're uh bright white bright blue bright red yeah but still be a cool kind of mismatch and like like in a good way it's like dissonance or something um yeah but i i i'm not i've never been a i have not yet been a user of this size of softback notebook um i've got several different ones and I think for a little while I tried to use the ones from Done Paper. I've got these and I just I love Baron Fig so much that uh, and I've got I, I started to make use of the last ones, the uh the gradient colors that they sent us. Uh, that version was really cool and I use that for like house projects and I made use for each one of the notebooks and I gave mm-hmm. one to my wife and she loves it. Uh, and this one I think I'm going to uh, take them to school because I think they'll be really handy uh, for projects at school and just to have something to jot down lists and have kind of like a brain dump mm-hmm. page because I'm, I'm i'm ready for a new little brain dump headquarters because i worked through a, a write notepads reporter um so yeah pretty cool so i think it's a uh, did you all enjoy yours or are you enjoying them yet or are you using them yet um i haven't used them i sent you guys each a red one today 
So awesome. I'm actually saving it for the fall because that color is perfect for uh, autumn. I love that red. That's the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, it's a lot more um, red in person and less purple burgundy. Yeah. Very cool. Um, one other note about Baron Fig is that uh, they officially have bags in the uh, menu on their website. Oh, yeah. So the, oh, cool. Yeah, the back backpack, Andy, you tipped me off on that, and I was pretty excited to see that because I did not, I did not enter into the uh, Kickstarter, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's off the table for me to do at some point because there are some really handsome, simple bags that I, I like a lot. So they're available for pre-order on the website in charcoal, fig wine, and blue slate. And they are $95. So, um, pretty cool. So you can go there, just go to baronfig.com at the top. You can click on bags. So go check out all the cool new stuff from Baron Fig. They're always coming out with something interesting. And the only other thing I wanted to bring up, aside from Baron Fig, is uh, that I got a Pollux as a birthday present, which mm. was awesome. Um, oh, it was your birthday. I lost well, track of the month. Well, my birthday is Sunday. So it was like an Happy early, early birthday. Hey, turning 30. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 38 next week. I mean, you, a bigger number. You realize, <laughs> you realize Tim, that this is when all your hair goes gray when you turn 30. Yeah. I've been waiting for it. Just, <laughs> I've actually just been dying it up until now. Just <laughs> <in perpetuation>. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so by the time all the dye wears out, I'll be like, well, you know, it's just Real life. normal. Yep. Because you're here a different shade of gray. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> what you going to do about it? No. Um, but I, so I got a Pollux uh, for my uncle for a uh, early birthday present, which nice. is cool. And so Andy, you have a Pollux. I do. And Johnny, you do not, right? Nope. Okay. So no good reason. Andy, you've talked about your kind of, I don't know, kind of lukewarm about the yeah. Pollux. Yeah, it's. And what my, were your reasons? Mine was mostly around how touchy it is. Like it's it's pretty easy unless you find the right technique to um, just like catch the catch the wood a little bit too much or like you know cause cause the the core to break. And mm-hmm. I think most of it is because it's kind of a concave point, and so if you don't like feed it in the right way, or if you go too fast or go too slow, it just sort of splinters. At least when I do it. Um, and, yeah. and maybe you've had a different experience or maybe the same. <laughs> so kind of complicated. Yeah. No, so I, when I was at my, my uncle's house who ended up, he got me one, he had one, he listens to the podcast and he, he had one and I was using his and it was like amazing. Like he, yeah. he showed me what he did. He's like, yeah, I run it through the classroom friendly to get a point on it. And then I sort of top it off with the Pollux. <laughs> like, that's a great idea. And so I did that, put it through the, the Pollux and his just made this beautiful amazing point and i was kind of fawning over it uh and then so he got uh one one arrived at the house and uh, it was great and then it started to do that it started to like break all, all the tips off yeah uh, all the the cores would just break and it was really frustrating and so i stopped using it and so i basically took the blade off put it back on and screwed it in real tight and then it was great so it's like if the blade loosens even just a touch for me um man that's annoying it causes problems but i have heard of people saying like some of the the Pollocks come with a blade that's not the best. And so if you buy one of the new refills, you can get it from CW Pencils. They sell the two-pack of replacement blades for the Pollocks that that kind of fixes the problem for you. So mm-hmm. I may just get a masterpiece. It comes with blades. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have one of those. <laughs> <Johnny>. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> um, so hmm. I loved it at points, but it's also been kind of finicky, and so I'm trying to figure that out because I want it to be. I, I um, assume it's like a, a regular use kind of thing, like a Ferrari or something like that. Like it's it's kind of hard to manage, and when it it does work, it's just like amazing and incredible. Really fun to drive, but the oil change costs six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the you know, and it's like super sensitive when you like switch gears, and you have to like get a technique for like braking or turning or whatever down. Do you sneeze while you use it? It'll like <laughs> send you into a tailspin. Immediately like, crash into you know the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it's twenty eight dollars. <laughs> also, it's twenty eight dollars, which is like yeah, a little brass sharp, kind of nuts. Yeah. yeah, it should be twelve. That would be a very happy price for it. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, okay, so that's all I got. So, what cool. about you, Andy? Um, well, Tell us I will. About the awesome plumbago. I will, and let me just start by saying I am posting into the group, into the uh, erasable.us slash live group, uh, the form, the link that you click on to fill out a form to be on the show. So. If you're in the group right now and you're listening to this live stream, go click on that and if you want to call in. So why wouldn't you want to call? Why in? wouldn't you want to talk to us in person? I just I just don't even know. Um, cool. So yeah, so quick update on Plumbago. Uh, we I think since we recorded last, maybe were we sold out the last time we recorded with Charles? I, think. I don't think so. Okay. If we weren't, we are. We are now. Uh, we made 300 copies, and we sold most of them in pre-order, um, and we sold out the rest of them really quickly after, which is great. Um, I thought that 300 of them would be, like, plenty, but <laughs> apparently apparently not, which is, which is good news. Um, so... Yeah, so what we're going to do, um, rather than make another print run, is uh, sell digital copies. So if you go to erasable.us slash shop, um, and you can pay 4 bucks, which is less than half the price of the original, and download a nice high-resolution um, PDF. Um, so yeah, that will be on there for the foreseeable future. What's nice is... Uh, on the back cover of Plumbago magazine, there is a link, a secret link to go to to download a scan of issue one. So essentially, you're getting both issues so far for four bucks. So you should do that. Um, starting to think about issue number three, but um, we're not, I think things are still kind of like forming and we want to have a little break. So probably in about a month or so, maybe when the fall starts, we'll start thinking about it for a winter release. Well, before you move on and start yeah. talking about three, issue two was awesome like i was blown away i I just got mine yesterday yeah <laughs> which so andy you sent me a couple copies which was like was really nice and i was waiting for them to get here and they never got here and so i told you they never got here and then you sent me more and then yesterday both of them show up like both shipments that you sent me and i opened it and was just like blown away by the quality of them they're amazing they're really nice it's like a the the quality of a some of these nice notebooks we talk about. I mean, it's really it, paper quality and the construction quality. I mean, they're awesome. It, it so, came out. Well it done. came out really well. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was a really fun project. I forgot how much I love kind of like working in a print medium. I haven't done it super seriously since I worked at a nonprofit and we put out a newsletter. Um, I just had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and and if you ordered a, a physical copy and you have not gotten it, um, give it a little time because it's just a little like bananas. Um, how weirdly like like the delivery patterns have been like there have 
people in the UK who got it before people in Seattle, which is less than a thousand miles from where I live. <laughs> so I, I do not understand. Customs you know, is like, what is this plumbago? Yeah. It sounds dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and some of them, <laughs> like some of them I sent out through the mail center at work, which maybe adds an extra layer of bureaucracy to it. And some I'd like dumped in the post office, but mm-hmm. I have no idea. So sorry if you yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Uh, if it, if you go, let's say another week, uh, email me if you haven't received it and we'll, we'll figure that out. So, yeah. So Plumbago, yay, it's been a lot of fun. Um we'll talk about three issue three pretty soon if you're interested in contributing. Um I do want to mention um I talked before about a store called Top Drawer, which is in like a San Francisco um like American brand of Itoya, and they sell stationery and uh like Japanese travel accessories. And the people who own that have a uh a notebook brand called Kolo, K-O-L-O. And I bought one, I bought like the A5-ish size, kind of like moleskin notebook. It's fantastic. It is fabric browned in really beautiful colors. I bought one that's kind of a, what, like I guess I would call slate blue. <laughs> and um, it has a little like elastic ribbon and a bookmark. And um, I'll be talking about it a little bit more in future, like maybe on my blog. It's it's really good. It's It's maybe not quite like as good as a confidant, in my opinion, but I like it a lot. Um, and it's actually just about the same price as a confidant. Um, I want to mention the San Francisco pen show, which is coming up next weekend. If you're in the Bay area, you should go to it. It's a pen show. So it's going to be mostly like fountain pens, but, um, on Saturday, I'm going to be volunteering at the Knockco booth with Brad Dowdy. So, um, they're kind of tacked on to the Van Ness booth, Van Ness pens and Anna, uh, Anna Reiner from well-appointed desk will be there. So, if you come on awesome. Saturday, you might be able to see uh, Anna and Brad and me all in the same place. So, so what are the chances of you guys tying him up and covering him in pencils? Um, probably putting the picture good. on the internet for everybody to see. Probably pretty good. You know, last last <laughs> time last year, um, I went to the Penatic meetup, and um, I think somebody got a picture of uh, us like sword fighting with a pencil and a fountain pen. So. I'm sure <laughs> you should sword fight with real swords. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he loses, cover him in pencils. Love you, Brad. Oh, yeah, just just imagining, imagining like a Godfather like scene where he wakes up in his hotel room and next to him, there's this like big bag of pencil shavings. Like, <laughs> it's like, ah, a broken fountain pen it's nibs gonna, with the tines all spread apart. You monster. It's, it's going to be a lot of broken t- nibs. Yeah. No, it's Andy up all night, sharpening <laughs> pencils with his Pollux and breaking them off. And like <laughs> filling up a duffel bag full of them. Like, that dude is a southern gentleman. I I would probably awesome. like I think his his sword skills are probably way better than mine. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, yeah. A lot of probably. duels. Yeah. <laughs> While you guys are taller in person, this could be really fun. <laughs> you can break stuff. <laughs> um last thing I want to mention is um an experience that I had on Sunday which was kind of amazing and totally unexpected. Um Katie and I went to the Oakland Museum of California, which is a really great sort of like general purpose museum in Oakland. And they have like some natural history, um, some California history, some art. Um, It's really cool. And they have traveling exhibits. And one of them is an exhibit of the photography of Dorothy Lang. And we all, we all know Dorothy Lang as a photographer uh, because she was a tribute or tributed in uh, Blackwing 344. And she took a lot of pictures in like the thirties through the sixties, uh, mostly about like 
Japanese Americans who were interned during World War II, kind of forced to by the government. She took pictures of like um, uh, crop share farmers and their relocation from Oklahoma to California, like during during the 30s. Um, and after that happened, um, John Steinbeck wrote her a letter uh, and basically thanked her for her photography from uh, like from that era that he used in a series of essays about about the depression, about like the the Okies traveling to California, kind of based on like you know Grapes of Wrath. This his essays came out maybe two years before the Grape, Grapes of Wrath was published. So uh, he wrote he wrote her this letter, just a page on like some yellow like notepad paper, and I. Look closer, and I look closer, and it was written in pencil. And I was like, this is amazing. So took a bunch of pictures, and it is a really, really dark, smooth uh, marking. And it's mm. it's an amazing shape. Mm. It, was, it was written in 1965, yeah. which was uh, just a few months before she died. Um, but it's an, it's an incredible shape. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, do you suppose he wrote that in a black wing? Like, there's obviously no real way, no real practical way to know. Well, he like you know he's known for using some harder pencils, like some of the uh, the sort of F or H kind of pencils yeah. that I don't think would have put that would have put down a line like that. So yeah, I don't know. it's I not. I think it's fairly likely, and it looks like it was written yesterday. It's yeah, it, it's an amazing shape, and his his handwriting is incredible. Like I like that is handwriting goals for me. Like it is gorgeous. <laughs> And I guess Katie kind of remarked on it, and I was thinking that too. Like, you know, if he wrote so much stuff longhand, you would think his handwriting would sort of like just degrade because mine mine certainly mm-hmm. does. Um, and so maybe he just like goes much slower and more intentionally when he's writing a letter to somebody. But but also, if that were the case, it seems like he would have some like nice stationery or something because he wrote it on a uh, legal like like pad of paper and he also com- completely ignored the left margin did you guys notice that mm-hmm. yeah he all, <laughs> i think i read somewhere that he always did that with notebooks like because it was his like sort of over the top don't want to be wasteful sort of attitude you know yeah. where he used every bit of paper <laughs> yeah <he used>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i posted that to my blog to wood clinched if you want to if you guys I'll have a link in show notes if you want to see a picture a uh, bunch of pictures of this it's it's pretty great it was it was a really great pencil moment just kind of thinking about how you know there's a blackwing volumes tribute to steinbeck there's one to lang and he likely used a blackwing in writing this like an original blackwing so it uh, it it's like um it's like uh lebowski's rug it just sort of ties the room together <laughs> yeah it doesn't cool. smell like pee <laughs> hopefully not it was under glass so i don't i don't actually know um sp- speaking of of the, the museum have you guys noticed um those like gold colored chinese pencils being around more and more um i think caroline or somebody somebody posted about it in the group uh they they ran across these like gold pencils that they hand out like like chinese people kind of give out as gifts and hand out to each other for good luck and oh those five-sided ones yeah have you been noticing those more and more sort of artists of craftsman supply always has a cup by the um register okay so yeah, that's been more prevalent they have them in the gift shop at that oakland museum um and there's the only marking on it is like chinese characters and so i, I don't know if it says like the oakland museum of california or if it just says something about you know good luck but then at work today people were people had some of them they said one of the uh, one of their Chinese coworkers brought back for them. So, this is just like the third time in like a month that I've I've seen these pencils 
around somewhere. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I actually haven't seen much of them, but yeah. I don't live in a cool place like you two, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see as much cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so that's uh, that's it for Fresh Points for me. How about you, Johnny? Um, well, I don't have a lot, but um, now all three of us drive Subarus, which I think is worth noting Woo-hoo. and worth a good picture <laughs> one day. So we went, we bought a Forester last week that has like literally every safety feature you can possibly get in a car. Uh-huh. Which is why we bought it, and it's silver. It's like the most boring dad-looking car you ever saw. <laughs> you guys have like a gray interior, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I just today avoided an accident because the car stopped. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what and I told you, like I telling everybody else the story. But I have a friend who had that exact same car from a year earlier, and he left my house. He came over to watch Henry for me, and then was on his way home with his daughter, who's like was eight at the time, on the highway, and a tree fell on top of him, like. Uh, literally like on the highway a tree just went mm, now i'm gonna go down now fell into the highway on top of him and they both walked away with like minor bruises and it's were amazing fine it, like it was insane yeah he sent me a picture of it and i was at i remember i was at wrigley field watching a cubs game um and he was just like helping jane basically giving her a break and watching the kids for a little while uh, so she could do something and i got a text from him he's like hey check it out <laughs> it was a picture of his car it's like totaled so you made oh a good choice yeah, <laughs> yeah. We also bought the kids' new um, car seats that have super safety rating, and you can fit three car seats across a back seat of a car if you're careful. But car seats you buy, the secret nobody tells you. You don't need to buy a damn minivan and <laughs> be uncool. You can drive a Firester and be slightly less uncool. Porsches <laughs> <laughs> are cool. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I think that we should have a spinoff podcast where we talk about our Subarus. We'll call it the Accidental Auto Podcast. How about the, uh, that'll be our next After Dark? Just like, yeah. Just like geek out on Subarus? Yeah. That's a good idea. So my buddy in Baltimore wants to start a club called the Dork Club, the Dad's Off-Road Club. <laughs> he, he just bought a cross track recently. So maybe I'll total my car pretty soon. <laughs> get, another, get another one. Yeah. Um, so uh, also... Did you guys see the Field Notes Wednesday edition? Yeah. Yep. Nobody yes, cool. talked about this in our group. I already filled one up. They were like super nice. So it was a really pretty blue. Hmm. But the inside was completely identical to the regular ones, including um, the, uh, the brown graph, which was disappointing. Hmm. They've done blue graph before, and that's been nice. And um, last Friday, we had all-day child care. So Frankie and I went to Philly for the day with no children and no car. It was awesome. But um, there weren't a lot of good stationery stores. There was like a Blick, which, you know, doesn't have a lot. And a store called Omoizaka that sells a lot of Japanese stuff. It's cool, but if you have black wings, maybe not that cool because you already have them. But um, if anybody lives in Philly and knows of anything good for stationery and want to put it on cartographite, that would be super awesome. Yeah. So the only thing on there was the Blick, which I already knew about. Which, like, As far as Blick art materials goes, the, the one in Philly is a really good one. And you know how all of them have a different price? The prices there are a little lower, which is cool. And it's underground, and they have like more moleskins than you could possibly imagine. But it was still a... I didn't buy anything. So, yeah. You would think that Philly so would have like some cool like indie stores or something like that. Like, how the hell does Baltimore have more stationary stuff than you? Yeah. No offense, Baltimore. I love you. <laughs> they also don't have a cool brand there like Right Notepads, which is cool for Baltimore. Yeah, because so much here sucks. 
But uh, that doesn't suck. So on that note, we're going to take a really short break, and then we're going to join do our main topic call-in show. Don't call us. And now, as promised, for the main segment of our show, we are going to do our very first call-in show slash segment, as I reuse lots of words. <laughs> so, um, some listeners have filled out a form and included their contact information and question, and Andy's going to call them on Skype, and we're going to have them on the show and do a little rapping. All right. So this Just is... like on the phone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So this is going to sound awkward at first, but let me add um, Harry Marks to the call. Hello. Hello. Harry. Hi. Long time, first time. <laughs> yeah. folks. So this is not your Harry first Marks. time, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Harry was on when we talked about National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so Johnny, if you want to give me the prompt. Sure. Hello, Harry. We're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Harry. Hey, Hello. Harry. I'm sorry. It? I was getting some weird feedback because I think it was sort of like when you call into the radio and you're getting uh, the the call in one ear and then the playback, the delay on the other. So I had to turn down the uh, other oh, side. Yeah. 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 There were a few episodes on Frasier where they did that. And like, turn your radio down. Yes. <laughs> Why does your Kelsey Grammer impression sound like Doctor Claw, Johnny? I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, everything sounds like Doctor Claw. <laughs> oh, we could really go there, baby. <laughs> It's also his Don Draper impression and his Lisa Simpson impression. Yeah. <laughs> if I could do a Don Draper, that was all. That would be the only way I ever talked. <laughs> so, Harry, what do you what do you want to talk about today? Oh, you know, lots of things. Uh, no, um, I did have a, a tell us a, about your parents. Yeah. Start, start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was born at St. Barnabas Hospital. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk, it's, I don't know, it's something that sort of irked me because I feel like as I acquire more stuff, like I'm looking right now at two mason jars filled to the brim with pencils of all shapes and sizes, and I'm just sort of wondering, I don't do a lot of writing during the day unless I'm actually working on a book or something. Um, You know, there's to-do lists and stuff, but I don't really, I want to do more, especially when I hear like when Brad Dowdy, Dowdy talks about he's got like eight pens inked up and he works through them all day. What do you guys write all day that would allow you to work through your stash a little quicker? Because I, I, I'm accumulating more than I'm using and it's mm. kind of freaking me out. <laughs> Johnny, I feel like you go through uh, your st- supplies faster than we do. So do you want to do you want to take this first? Sure. Um, well, with, um, three kids and being the only driver, a lot of the things I write down are things that I have to do or remember to do or places I have to be. Um, and I don't have a lot of brain space, so I sort of write a lot as like a, you know, brain dump sort of thing. Like this stuff happened. This is a cute thing the kid did. This is something I better not do again with the car or something's going to blow up. Um, and then also, I do a lot of sort of free writing, which really, really eats pencils up hmm. and field notes and write notepads books because that's something else we all stack up. So, uh, yeah, I guess most of it is, you know, just sort of free writing and like word sketching, hmm. I suppose. How about you guys? Tim, I am, I kind of live by the, uh, I don't know what I think until I read what I think on paper, like until I write it hmm. down. 
Hmm. Like even in just like daily life, like it's hard for me to process anything, whether it's trying to decide which days my kid is going to go to aftercare at school or, you know, what am I going to do with my spring break? Like anything um, I have to write down. So I find myself finding all these moments throughout the day where I just sit down to write without like any sort of plan. And when I only have like five minutes, you know, and I'm just writing all kinds of random stuff just because I feel better. It's like a form of meditation or something. And so I like that's the majority of what I do writing throughout the day. Um, the, the good days I might be working on a, a writing project where I spend a little extra time, but most of the time it's things like that. It's making lists at school. And it's also, I do a lot of one of like the main things I teach in class is about close reading, like how to annotate things and how to read deeply and how to like put your thoughts onto the page to show me like that you're thinking while you're reading. And so I do a lot of that in front of them on like a document camera. And so I roll through pencils doing that a good bit where I've got a pencil and I'm writing live on the document camera and showing them like, when I read this, I'm thinking this. And then when I go here, I'm thinking this. And here's a historical connection I can make. And I'm writing all over and they're copying down what I have. And then they're giving me what they have and I'm writing it on there. And so that's, so I'm, I feel lucky that I get to use pencils in my like job setting kind of a lot, which is kind of great yeah. so even even grading sometimes i'll i'll just say you know screw it and i'll just write on their paper and pencil i'll put the grade and pen that's for sure but um yeah yeah i, I had <laughs> been keeping i'd been keeping a, a reading journal while i was um preparing for my show and you know i would write down questions and take notes and i would annotate in the book and even in the back cover on the not on the back cover in the that blank page right before the back cover, I would I would scribble questions and page references and things. So I always had a reference in the book. Um, and then I'm getting into a new book. Uh, I'm starting in uh, my sixth novel, um, which is going to take about a year of research to do. And so I've been I've been using my byline and doing a lot of research in that and stuff. So I'm I'm trying to use it more, but I just. You know, during the day, you know, for work and stuff, I'm on the computer all the time. Most of my job takes place on a computer. So it's hard for me beyond the simple to-do list to really use my tools. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just looking for ideas and, on how to do that, especially during the work day. And that's that's for me um, kind of what I do, too. Like I, <laughs> like you, uh, Harry, I, I figure I'm probably, you know, at my desk on my computer or in a meeting also on my computer. Most yeah, exactly. And uh, I do, I do keep like a, a pocket notebook for like mostly lists. Um, or if I'm taking like if I have a bunch of stuff to do that day, I kind of in the morning, you know, distill it down from my uh, online or my my computer to do list. Just kind of like the the action items I'm going to be taking, like the things I want to accomplish today. Um, and sometimes it's kind of hard to decide when I'm going to take notes in a meeting on my computer and when I'm going to take notes in a notebook. And sometimes it's a little bit about like the social cues. Like if I'm taking notes, if everybody has their computer up and they're typing, um, you know, I, I might as well do that too. But if I'm the only one like furiously typing notes on my laptop while everybody else is just having a conversation, um, I tend to be more of a note taker than most other people. So uh, if that's right. the case, I'll, I'll bring my notebook. And I, I always, always bring my confidant or my A5-ish notebook with me um, to a meeting. But a lot of times I just leave it closed. So uh, I wrote, I write pretty tiny and I also use up most of the page when I write. So I go through my stash really, really slowly. So like you, Harry, I feel like I acquire faster than I use. Uh, in fact, I've taken all of my confidants to work and put them on my desk because 
uh, it makes me look really like accomplished and, and important. <laughs> <Even> <laughs> I, though- <laughs> I, I, I totally understand. I have a, a little alcove on my desk at home and I have all, I, I lined up all of my um, pocket notebooks. I had cleared out room and I have my um, workshop companion. And I have my two sets of of write notepad, the Thoreau, and the Chesapeake, and I've got a couple of loose field notes and and a whole lot of things, and about four bylines because I'm stockpiling <laughs> them. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm just sort of working my way through. So as I try to finish one, I can just pull one off the shelf and throw it in my bag and and move on. But as of right now, I still carry about six or seven notebooks with me, yeah, and wow. they all have their own specific purpose. And I'm I, I never get far enough into any one of them to feel like I'm making a difference in any <laughs> one of them. So. Yeah. One like weird it sounds one like weird a trick. link. Oh, yeah, one <laughs> weird trick that I I've figured out for myself like to like mess with my head is that when I have when I don't feel like I'm being or like I guess productive but more like just not using the stuff that I have to kind of trick my brain lately if I'm having one of those days where I just like have that need or like I just want to use a pencil down to a nub and sharpen it and use it and sharpen it and use it and sharpen it um, I'll pick up like an MMX or something really soft so that as I'm using it throughout the day, it like makes me feel more accomplished or makes me feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm getting more done. I did I, that with the snakes and ladders because the whole inside was shattered. So I actually <laughs> got to use most of, or waste away most of the pencil. Yeah, so you get to like actually work it down like, okay, I'm, I got to sharpen it. And then by the end of the day, you're like, I used an inch of this pencil today. That's awesome, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but it's yeah. just like how my brain works. But um, So uh, well, cool. I, I do say that I usually, um, I just have like, you know, two notebooks going at once. I have like the A5 size, which is usually work workish stuff, and then my like you know pocket notebook, which is a field notes or I write notepads or what have you. Um, so I don't have like seven notebooks for different purposes. I usually just like keep everything in one. Which maybe I should find a better balance because sometimes I lose stuff and I forget. Mm-hmm. I forget. Um, so uh, thank you, Harry. Do you wanna do you wanna plug your your podcast? Sure, um, especially since we're coming back next week. Um, nice. Covered. Yep, Covered is back. Um, and fun. It, so this season's very special because I'm interviewing only women authors, and one of whom nice. you all know, Caroline Weaver, uh, will be on my second episode. Um, so I've actually I've been listening to your interview with her and Brad's interview with her and anyone else who I know not to ask the same questions. <laughs> so um, I've been reading her book. It's phenomenal. And uh, so, yeah, um, uh, we come back on September 1st or 2nd, whenever the whatever that first Friday in September is. Um, and I'm very, very excited. Harry, Harry so, and Erasable wait. share a distinction of both of our logos are um, created by TJ Cosgrove. Yes, that's absolutely right. And he, mm-hmm. they both popped up in a recent video of his, too, which is very exciting. Yeah. Yep. So uh, if you want to listen, it's at hologramradio.org slash covered, or you can find me on iTunes. My album art looks like an old Penguin Classics edition, so it's pretty easy to recognize. Cool. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks for coming up. Good talking to you. Yeah. Thank you for talking to me, gents. You enjoy yourselves. You, too. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Should we, should we call Woody over here? Sure. Gotta do a Baltimore accent though. Um he's off. When you answer it, you should start in with like, how you doing, hon? <laughs> or whatever. I can I can't I can't do it. <laughs> you need you need to uh hit yourself in the head a few times. <laughs> okay, hold on just a second. Oh, this is Let's see how this goes. Hello there. Hey Woody, you're on the air. Hey Hon, hey. how you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing? <laughs> all right. This is awesome. Going all right, I mean, 
come on, man. Come on, man. I just washed my car today, and then it rained out here. I mean, you know wash. how it's going. You got wash it. Know, we, wash we it open. We wash it. it with water. Water, water washes everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Water and soap wash that car. <laughs> water and soap just sounds like too normal. Water, water washes everything. So, oh man, come so, on, you know us here in the Mid Atlantic. So, so should we? <laughs> should we tell the people who the very confused people who we have on the line right now? In fact, no, uh, it's, it's Woody, Woody, Woody Woodpecker. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, Woody Notebook that doesn't want to talk about notebooks. He's seen too many of them. He's seen too many of them and made too many of them over the summer that he just wants to talk about pencils and you, other things. You know what? The best, no, the best notebook, the only notebook, really, in my mind, is uh, Field Notes. It's the only pocket notebook for to use out there. That's completely and, uh, fine by me. I, 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 I you know yeah. what? Hey, hey. I'll take anything. I'll take I'll take a mead off the rack at Target over having to actually manufacture another one right now. No, I'm I, I am just kidding. I am just kidding. I love it, but my lord, here in the Mid Atlantic, it has been so hot and humid, but we've still trudged through and made all the notebooks, and we've got something really cool coming that you're not even going to even be able to infiltrate what is coming, but it's cool. And yeah. do, I will do, give you this. Might have a little color in it. Ooh. Might have a little ooh. color in it. Okay. So I'll leave you with that. I'll leave <laughs> right. you with that. Colors. You heard it here first. But, yeah. I, I, do, I do want to compliment you guys. I want to compliment you guys on the sound quality tonight is absolutely amazing. <laughs> amazing. Huh. Turns out amazing. when I put I'm my... I'm dining at my desk. Uh-huh. I'm listening and it's unbelievable. It's usually Skype is just like a huge bastard, so this is this is pretty good. Our oh, two- no, I think I've sounded like I've sounded like a robot once or twice uh-huh. <laughs> on your podcast. Yeah, your <laughs> title. Yeah. So, sounded like a robot. I, I know. <laughs> once or twice on your I know. podcast. Yeah. Once or twice. Once or twice. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we're good. How's, how's everything at uh, Right Notepad's headquarters? Oh, you know what? It's good. It's good. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, a lot of custom work and a lot of focal nitty gritty stuff on what's coming in the fall and more. Chris, so, can you can you tell us a little bit about? Um, you posted actually on Instagram today. You had a giveaway for some really sure. cool private branded notebooks. What, what are those? Yeah, so it's some of the things that we've done with some of our custom clients that we can't necessarily sell but we can give them away yeah. so you know people that follow us on instagram and share us on social media they have an opportunity to enter this and i literally i literally witnessed the emails rolling in with mailing addresses of people <laughs> who were selected and, and and we did this we did this 100 the right way it wasn't like oh here's this 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 name this name we got a whole little add-on service that systematically, like like random.org, selected selected the folks that were a part of it, that shared and liked and did all that. And, uh, you know, the 10 people that were selected, hey, we're sending them out stuff that cannot be purchased. So yeah. these are things that 
that we've done, like custom work that you'll never be able to buy unless you're a client of the people that we've done business with that, uh, you know, we always have some samples back here and that's what everybody's getting. So really rare, unique stuff that you, you otherwise couldn't acquire. That's very cool. Pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. So we didn't get to talk about pencils that much when you were on because we talked about notebooks. So mm-hmm. now we've got you on the spot and it's live. <laughs> yeah. What do you look for in a pencil as a person who contracts um, an inconsistent American company to make pencils to your specifications? Um, you know what? That's funny because we do we do contract to make many pencils and i use a lot of those pencils that we make and sell but i'll be honest with you i'm i am a stickler when it comes to certain things so in in business practices i will use a uh like what is in my hand a, a, a stabilo that i can write on steel i can write on plastic i can write on paper i can write on anything because i have to write notes on a multitude of different surfaces um i'll take hours i'll i even have like i I bought a perfect pencil for like 40 bucks like on clearance rack i still like in my pencil cup here now it's really whatever i grab i mean literally i could grab anything a majority of the stuff in this pencil cup is stuff that Johnny Gamber has brought down and dumped off on it. So who like the plastic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that guy, that guy, that guy. So like the plastic pencils and all that sort of stuff. I have outfitted you, you guys with Wopex. You guys, you yeah, guys, I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name them by name, but, um, I really hey. like, I mean, like even, uh, yeah. I see the Wopex show up in your product shoots quite a lot. Well, because we like them. We like them, okay? We like them. We like them. <laughs> Watch out, putting them on the... Uh, they're, it's being they're recorded. Very, they're, they're, they're very bendable. I like them. I like them. Watch out if I you put the like hot studio little, lights on them because they'll melt. <laughs> that, that is a good point. That is a good Breaking point. Breaking my heart. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. Oh, they write, they write so great because it's almost like you've written something and then it follows behind you. It's it's a it's a hot minute late. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But, I don't know. Papers and ever. It's 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 as much of a battle finding great paper as it is finding a great pencil. I mean, we're constantly. Oh my gosh! This week alone, I've gotten fifteen packages from four different paper providers, trying to find something different, something new, and I constantly put it to the test. So and what do you like do to 15... put it to the test? I'm, oh I'm curious. My like if you're if you're like running a test on paper, like how do you like what are your like sort of what's the the gambit you run it through? Just oh, so I have the fountain pen test, and mm-hmm. we have the Sharpie test. Also, really, the Sharpie test is one of the one of the top two tests. So we'll see how a Sharpie bites and bleeds. And then we'll go into more of the pens. So we'll even go with the flares. We'll go with the gels. We'll go with the ballpoints. We'll go with the pencils of different hardnesses. The fountain pens are sort of the final nuance test to see, like, if it feathers, if it bleeds through, if it bites too much, if it grips too much. I I can't tell you how many different paper stocks we have just absolutely 
stricken from ever even coming back and being reintroduced into this mix. It's uh, it's funny. I mean, we we throw everything to the rigors, like to the nth degree. You should have. Uh, we use, go. I mean, you should have used yeah, one of those. Ahead. You should use some of that uh, stone paper, the uh, the compressed stone powder and plastic sheets. Oh my god! I, I've tried that. I've tried that. <laughs> I've tried that. It did not. It did not pass the first test. But I, I mean, it's it's a clever idea. <laughs> Clever idea. So um real quick, can you talk about yeah. any possible good um new pencil goodness coming out from right notepads? Uh so we have like our sort of like new standard with the uh the wooden graphite, the black and white modern pencil. We're going to continue on with the pencils that come with every special edition release. We may even, we've tickled the notion of doing something where we will go with a static pencil of a different hardness. We're not going to run people through the gamut of, oh, we have 10 different hardnesses like <laughs> other people have done recently. We just we want we want people to sort of embrace what it is that we're presenting to them, and this is what works best for the paper that we provided to them. So, and that a lot of good. it goes with design and, and and the theme of what we're what we're working with at the at the uh, the given moment and and that sort of thing. So, it's it's not a, it's not a money grab. It's not a it's not a sort of like hey, let's just throw so so many different things out there. It's it's just it's just it's us. It's, it's, it's a piece of us. It's what is currently going on here in these confines that this is what we've created. This is what we use. This is what we want people to use that, that enjoy this theme. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Excellent. So. I love that. I like cool. that theory or that philosophy a lot better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for calling in Mr. Mr. Roth. Yeah, Woody. Woody. And, yeah, Woody. Woody, Woody, Woody Thanks, Woody. Woody. Yeah. Woody. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, fellas. Cool. Thanks, Han. Be well. Take Be well, and everyone out there, everyone out there, keep them sharp. Take care. Guys. <laughs> See, and Chris. Gals. See you. Be well. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Those are. Real- Bit of local color for the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm calling uh, internationally with this next one. So, um, mm-hmm. hold on just a second here. It's exciting. This person has not been on the show before, so this is <laughs> this is a brand new caller. Hello. Hello, Spencer. Hey, how you doing? Good. You are on the air with uh, the Erasable Podcast. Awesome. Hey, Spencer. Woohoo! Um, you guys might. How are you guys rec- doing? Pretty good. You might recognize Spencer from the uh, from the group and from Twitter. He is pretty active in both places. Um, and Spencer, do you have a do you have a blog? I don't have a blog at the moment. No, I haven't. I need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, you are uh, in Canada, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm in uh, in Toronto, Canada. Very cool. I I notice whenever I talk to somebody from Toronto, it's always Toronto. Yes, we leave out that last T. That seems to be a 
a bit of a, a local habit here. Yeah. In in San Francisco, you can tell if somebody is not local because they'll say San Fran or, or Frisco. And if you live in San Francisco, if you have to abbreviate it, you say SF. You don't say San Fran. You say F- SF? SF. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but really, you know, someone's in the in the cool kids club. Yeah, yeah. So, so. ours would be JC, which would have like a whole different connotation. <laughs> JC, like, to JC. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's hot as hell, JC today. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> if you if you're in if you're in Baltimore and you want to know if you're a local, you just throw a brick through a window, right? Right, Johnny. Hey man, that's too close to home. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> did that this afternoon. <laughs> now the um, the riots two years ago were really close to Frankie, where Frankie's school is now. Oh uh, wow, yeah. So Spencer, what- line Wilfley. <laughs> I would have to yell sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you want to chat about today? Yeah, so I was wondering, I recently uh, made the switch to just carrying one notebook. And for a really long time, I had thought that I was a a real, like, multi-notebook person. I carried a different notebook for every part of my, my kind of life. And I, I like to think that that's how I organized myself. But after switching to one notebook, uh, um, I found that I'm actually more of a one notebook kind of person. It it makes a lot of sense for me just to keep everything in in one place. Um, so I was just wondering what you guys do and uh, how you kind of organize that. Can I ask what, uh, so what notebook do you like to use for your, if you have to narrow it down to one, does it change? Like what are you using right now? Um, so what I narrowed it down uh, to is a confidant. So right now I'm mm-hmm. carrying the metamorphosis. Um, and I think something within that size is, what I'm what I'm planning to carry into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The confidant's so convenient, such a, such a good size. And if if I could, like, I aspire to be <laughs> you. Like, I aspire to be able to do that, but I can't. I can't do that. Like, I, I always, I, I'm a, I'm more in the Harry Marks camp. Like, we were just talking to him, and he carries six or seven. He said, like, I, I end up. They just accumulate. Like, I tend to go through this constant stream of narrowing down to one to simplify my life, and Once then being like, wait. Once you're thirty, and then going like back to six. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're thirty, your uh, back will start hurting. My when you carry start around. Gray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, okay. they're all going to be gray uh, confidants. No, your okay. shoulders yeah. and back will start hurting, so then you can't carry six notebooks. Oh, uh, man. Well, <laughs> something yeah. else will have to go. I guess I'll have to just like, <laughs> ditch the Henry. laptop. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't have to carry. We'll be able. <laughs> I won't have to carry kids. Slim Baron Fig backpack either. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, gosh, this is I I guess Spencer, yeah, I, I I am a kind of a one. I'm actually so I'm a two notebook person, but really only because I split them up by form factors. I you know keep you know a pocket notebook around, so I just always have have one in my back pocket. But if it's something bigger or more formalized or something where I need to like you know write a bunch of stuff on one page, then it's then it's my A five ish size notebook. Um, which is usually confidant, but is a colo for right now. So um, I don't know. I I like that a lot, and I've kind of always been like that because I just knew that I I didn't have like the physical 
capacity to carry so many different notebooks and i i definitely like abandon projects pretty quickly and i know that i would only fill up like you know a few pages of something before i get to the end and and even though i acquire notebooks super fast i guess i'm i feel kind of frugal with them like i want to try to like make it through at least at least half of it so uh this makes me yeah, think that of was a... a go ahead spencer oh yeah that was a that was a huge part of it for me as well i i felt like i was carrying around all these half empty uh, have empty notebooks all the time. Yeah. Um, and there's a certain satisfaction to filling up a notebook and then moving on to the next one. Yeah. I think what I'm, I've come up with an idea based on this conversation and Harry's, uh, and just like that we all need to embrace the concept of like a burner notebook or something <laughs> <laughs> like, like a notebook. That like when you start a new project, like you just go back to your burner notebook, you go for a while and you're like, Hey, this is going to stick. So, I'm going to switch to a new notebook and like actually give this a place to live or I'm just going to stick around here for a, while, a little while. Um, cause I, I have a big problem of starting new notebooks for everything, but I think in essence, I always have one going for work, one going for like personal writing and then pocket notebooks. So I think at, at minimum, I always have three going no matter what, but, but I, I do tend to start new notebooks cause I get ambitious. So, um, yeah. yeah, narrowing down to one would be awesome. I think at some point when we were, since we started the podcast, I was doing this thing where I would start, I had a blank notebook and I would work on it from one direction for one reason. And then I would flip it over and then work on it from the other direction. Like, cause I thought you, I thought you were saying that you had a notebook about one direction. Yeah, no, I have several of those. Uh, but I only have a Zane notebook. How did you know that? Yeah. (laughs) You got a bit too excited at target. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar section. (laughs) Went Went all out. (laughs) <laughs> I actually just bought uh, yesterday. I bought a Lightning McQueen notebook that I'm pretty excited about. Got that, that for like 85 cents from Pixar Cars movies. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're still merchandising Cars notebooks. Well, they just came out with a new movie. Oh, Come on, okay. Andy. I, I don't know. <laughs> <these things. laughs> uh, so I just got that. But yeah, but yeah. This is a really. It's always a really interesting topic. It's really interesting to think about it. And, yeah. And, and the, like everybody approaches it from a different direction. It really depends what's going on in your life and like what you're into. I feel like uh, there was, the time. and maybe somebody in the chat has a link to this, but there was a really good uh, episode of the Pen Addict where he talked about sort of like his notebook strategy and and whoever kind of like wrote in asking about it had a really interesting thing that they wrote about. They and it was essentially yeah, like do you have sort of this like commonplace notebook like a burner notebook or do you have you know like something for each project and i think i think kind of the consensus for a lot of people was if you have sort of like that one important project like the novel that you're writing or you know the the big thing that you're trying to to plan for like maybe that deserves its own notebook because you need to be able to reference it and kind of treat it like the source of truth rather than like just have a big old notebook full of of pages and because that's that's what mine is like i I was actually just yesterday looking for uh, a workshop that I was attending uh, at a conference a year and a half ago, and I had the notebook that I had written it in, but I knew that it was buried somewhere toward the beginning, and I like it took me forever to find it because I don't have like a good um, organizational system to get there. So I, I do feel like yeah, if you if you Spencer, I don't know if you have any like big, huge kind kind of like important capital P projects that you're working on. Um, or, or as you might say in Toronto, uh, pro- projects. Um, <laughs> I, I, we do like to work on our on our project. <laughs> I uh, I have a a couple Canadian coworkers, and uh, we're always arguing about whether you say progress or progress. As 
<laughs> as I from the Midwest often say. Um, I don't think. Projects. Yeah, we, we we get out and about uh, doing <laughs> our doing our projects. Yeah, <laughs> projects. I always put a Chicago spin on it too. Projects, mm. projects, sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. Like, if I if I had something really big and important. Um, that I wanted sort of like this, this sort of like record to exist for, I might, I might buy a, a dedicated notebook, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I found for me as well, uh, kind of separate from the, from the stationary side of things. Um, it has actually made me a lot more productive just having this, uh, this one place to, to live per se. Um, yeah. I've seen actually an, an improvement in, uh, the stuff that I'm getting done in, as well, just being able to remember stuff because flipping through eight different notebooks before wasn't necessarily the best yeah. way for me That's to like a, stay focused. Like a headquarters, which is yeah, we all need something like that. Yeah, Spencer, do That's you a good point? Do you number your pages and then do like some sort of a like a table of contents, like kind of the bullet journal method usually calls for? I don't, uh, but I do always put a title at the top of the. So that's a good idea. Um, I just kind of have a rough mental idea. Yeah. 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 Same, same with me. I always put the title and a date on the top of the page so I can like at least sort of like reference it chronologically if I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also put the kind of borrowing from the inside cover of the field notes books. I always put the start date and the end date right on the inside cover oh. um, just for easy reference. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Do you have any do you have any projects you want to plug or any any things you want to tell the tell the people about? Um yeah, I've got a a website for some of the work that I do on the, the art side of things. So I I make art in my free time. Um so you can go to spencerjulian.ca. That's cool. Awesome. Your your art projects on Instagram, you just look like super cool people. Uh, thank you very much yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> cool so thanks for calling up thanks awesome. spencer talk thank to you, you later guys. spencer take care bye cool all right so our next voice is a familiar voice <laughs> well, I, I tried to tried to pull on the people who uh have not been like on the air with yeah. us before but apparently everybody else is too uh too afraid to talk to us you're all so, too good to talk to us. Uh, I think I think Spencer can attest that we're we're friendly people. Uh, so yeah. so uh, please, if you're if you're around, uh, fill in that form. Um, and I am adding uh, our next person to the call who is maybe a familiar familiar voice. So maybe it's a Wopex thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're not into that. But you know, <coughs> hello, <coughs> hello to <coughs> Illinois. What's up? Hello. Hey. Uh, it is uh it is uh Mr. Michael Hagen from Leadfest. I feel like we're hosting, we're hosting one of those like Christmas those Andy Williams Christmas specials where we're all just yeah. like talk, standing around like, oh our good friend Michael Hagen has joined us. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hagen. I'm gonna sing a song and uh, you know, like a country Jesus song or something. I wish that you had like duet a, with uh, like a Tim funny Watson. sweater on or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> That's so right. we can do some like barbershop. All together. Right. Good night. So, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. How the hell were you and I both not in Carbondale yesterday? I don't know. I mean, like literally 
it would have been the most awesome portion of the path of totality to have two pencil bloggers there as well. Check <laughs> out these top. black yeah. wings. <laughs> I can believe the MMX, the white eraser, very eclipse. <laughs> That's right. I'm only like a half an hour from the path of totality here, but our like coverage was 97%. I'm like, yeah, sure. 97%. That's a lot, right? This is going to be pretty awesome. I'm thinking Um, about going to Fort Wayne in in 2024 because that's going to be in the path of totality. So Uh, how about we go to Carbondale in 2024? I don't think it'll be in the path. No. Effingham is is in the path though. And that's halfway between Carbondale and Fort Wayne. So there you go. Effing, effing. Carbon. Effingham. <laughs> it's got that big cross, man. It'll be like the double. It's true. Double awesome. We can get our effing vodka and go to Effingham and have a party. <laughs> because of effing pencil tattoos while we're there. <laughs> no, no, so, no, no, um, no. They don't I allow looked... pencil. They don't allow tattoo artists within the city limits. Yeah. So. Really? I don't want a back alley Actually, tattoo. I think that was Effingham. a thing, but it's not a thing now. <laughs> yeah. So I looked at the, at the uh, eclipse yesterday, like our president did. <laughs> it did twice. And I, you know, I don't live very far from Washington. I sell it. So, like, he's not that stupid because it wasn't that bad. It's a, it's a good thing so, you're a podcasting uh, artist, Johnny, because you don't need your eyes for talking. <laughs> My Tim, eyes did was right, though. <laughs> the 97% is, like, still bright outside, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what, like, the 3% makes a huge difference. It's oh, like my 100%, God. 100% no. is total darkness. And I had 97%, and I was like, oh. It just feels like six o'clock in the evening or something. Like it doesn't yeah, feel we, that. We were that much different. somewhere where I was was like about it was going to be about ninety two percent. I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's like I said, like you said, good enough. Yeah. I couldn't even get like a a card, you know, like I held one of the um, cards over another card to try to see the thing, and it was right. just like so overcast too yeah. that I, I couldn't was, even <laughs> really get anything going. At all. I was telling my son, I was like, hey, it's going to be dark, and you're going to be able to see the stars, and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> and then he comes out with his, like, we made one of those uh, uh, pinhole projectors, and yeah. he comes out, and, <laughs> and he was just like totally baffled. He's like, wait, what's the winner of the stars going to come out? You're what's such happening? a liar, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always lie to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you even know that, Dad? <laughs> Did you even know that? The sun's the still out. Did you even uh, know that? Yeah, so this is kind of an inside joke, but my son has developed the... Uh, the hipster lingo of when he like has some information that he doesn't think you know, he says, did you even know this? And then he tells you. Um, it's pretty obscure. So you probably never heard of it. it, it de- yeah. You probably never heard of this. Hey dad, did you even know this? The sun's still out. Like, oh yeah, I did. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks bud. Smart ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so Mike, what do you want to, what do you want to chat about? Okay. So besides the uh, eclipse, which we're the question I submitted to you and the, uh, the questions that I have, written down since I submitted that question are different, but um, I did want to ask you guys uh, if it wasn't pencils, what other thing would you podcast about? Because we, awesome. we know all about your love for pencils and stationery, but what about, what? what is the real Tim Wassum? What is the real Andy Wealthley? What is the <laughs> real Johnny Gamer? What do they really love? Oh boy. Besides mm. pencils. Get it personal. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. This is I tough. yeah, I feel like I could probably conduct an entire podcast either about Star Trek or about like bad '90s uh, sci-fi, <laughs> like Sequest nice. and Earth Two and Oh my God, Sequest! Yeah, do you remember Sequest? Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, 
Oh, I'm going to have dreams of Roy Scheider tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like mine would be um, either, and I've like tried to get this started before, and it must, still might be a thing, but some sort of like book club sort of podcast where you just like get friends together, put a bottle of wine in the middle of the table, and talk about a book for yeah. an hour on a podcast. Um, yeah, I listen to that. A, uh, <laughs> Or honestly, I could, if I'm thinking about the things that I have enough knowledge about that I could just talk about for a long time, uh, great, the Grateful Dead would probably be one of those things. Like, I could totally talk for an hour and a half about the Grateful Dead every other week. And, you don't want to be on my Doors podcast? No, no, I don't. That, that wouldn't exist. <laughs> Nobody would listen to me. <laughs> no, but that's probably, that's probably it. Yeah, Grateful yeah. Dead or some sort of like books or... I don't. I'm not qualified to be a to have a writing podcast because I don't like actually finish stuff as much as I wish I did. But, um, but yeah, I, I read a whole lot. I'd love to talk about that. Or the Cubs. I mean, obviously. Oh, there's so many <laughs> now though. They even have like a, an official one. I haven't listened to that one yet. I, I, I listen either. to IVNV, and there's like the San Ranto podcast. San Ranto is hilarious, but it's uh, not for yeah. with little That's kids wrong. around. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. yeah, right. <laughs> don't listen to that with your kids in the car yeah Johnny how about you so um, in 2010 before the Black Wings came out and I sort of started posting on Pencil Revolution again I started toward the idea of doing a um, dad comma PhD blog the whole like hey I finished my doctorate and also stopped having a career like because I changed diapers all day angle so let's. Pr- I would probably podcast about Nietzsche and diapers, <laughs> which is pretty much that, my. That's life. the name of the podcast, right there. And Nietzsche and Nietzsche, di- yeah. What doesn't crapple me makes me stronger. Yeah. <laughs> diapers full of Nietzsche. The poop super poop theories. <laughs> poop is dead. <laughs> we have killed him. <laughs> it, and Mike, I guess I guess I would ask you the same question, but you have like three podcasts. Uh, yeah, they're mainly about, you know, just a bunch of my friends all getting together and shooting the SHIT. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, they're not really about though. one topic. Like, I'm more of like the <laughs> ringleader of it. Like, I push them to, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And then I sit there and act, and act like I know what I'm talking about and totally don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so I wanted to ask. No, go on. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask though, um, what is like your guys' favorite pencil sharpener, handheld and crank? Oh, can I go first? Yes. Coom brass wedge, single or double hold, period. Nice. So that no, thing cra- is you don't beautiful. have a crank sharpener that you like at all? Oh, I have. La- well, the um, what is it? The Delhi six zero three five, the one that's kind of long point. I do use that a lot. Is that the is that the gray one? But um, for handheld, definitely. It, yeah, yeah, the gray one. With uh, like but, the short um, the short tray that pulls out the, the. I don't have it in front of me. That's why I'm asking because I I think yeah, we have the, the same one. And the tray has that extra sharpener, if you want. Okay, it's not that one. It's, it has like a, um, it has a, you know, normal blade sharpener. But um, does it kind of resemble the Dela 133? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's small. It's really small. But the point is almost um, masterpieces 
masterpieces. Oh my god, I can't say that. But um, it's curved like a classroom friendly, but there are no mm-hmm. bite marks. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good sharpener. Or, you know, the the coom has the hipster cache of being discontinued. So I like that. And I have like five of them, maybe ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, <laughs> I I uh. As far as like re like what's the most reliable that I use the most is the the bullet the the brass bullet sharpener. Do you I have the that. one with the key ring? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just got yeah. that actually. I use that more than any other sharpener I own. Um, just because it's so reliable, it's not like as long a point as I would like, but it's just it always works. It's just awesome. And then crank sharpener, I is it is the D A H L E? Is that pronounced? Do you say Delhi or Dolly? No, that. I I, I thought it was Dale. I thought it was Dela. Dale. Yeah, I could be wrong. I believe Dale. it's Dale. Okay. Dude, I have no idea. Dela. D A H L E. So the D A H L E one thirty three is my favorite. It's like the we talked about it at the podcast at some point, but it, it makes kind of a medium long point. Uh, it's made yeah, like the, it's the jumbo the wood part too. is pretty short, but the point itself is pretty long, right? Like yeah. The crown. The, yeah. 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 Um, and I use that. A whole lot. It doesn't put the bite marks on the side, and it makes a nice like medium point, and it sharpens my jumbo pencils that I use sometimes. And I can use the I can use that for the the laddies that I still use fairly regularly. So I'd say those two. What about I you, guess, Andy? Oh boy, I I think that my answer is probably the most like basic one, the Starbucks and Ugg boots one, um, because my favorite is the, <laughs> my favorite handheld is the masterpiece. Cause it's just like pretty reliable. And I let, la- I like me a good long point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, the, the only crank sharpener that I use with any regularity is the classroom friendly and yeah. kind of for the same reason, because it, ha- and, and that's the same as what the Carl angel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Carl um, angle five. Yeah. And, uh, which I keep meaning to get Felix, one of those because I Carl, hear that that they're Carl Weathers Angel <laughs> Carl yeah uh, I hear that their uh, uh, grips are maybe a little bit nicer like a little bit not as brutal so uh, but I have just two of those classroom friendlies one at work one at home and I just almost exclusively use them at, for like you know my first point like my to sharpen a brand new pencil so uh, which colors. Uh, well, at work, I have a blue one, and it used to be on my desk at Facebook, nice. and it's kind of a Facebook blue. Um, and then yeah, you're right. At home, I have my original one, which is that green one, which I really like, that like t- toothpaste green. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. so Mike, while we, while we have you here, um, we were talking a little bit about like uh, how you have podcasts with, with friends, and there's one thing that – so you and me and friend of the show, uh, Toffer – has uh we have like a like a kind of an ongoing like text conversation thread mm-hmm. uh do you want to bring uh see if we can bring toffer into this actual uh conversation now just like call him out of the blue a fidget or a fidget vapors uh reunion heck yeah but but with our <laughs> but with johnny and tim here too <laughs> this is yeah, the roadies the roadies are hanging out with the fidget vapors <laughs> <laughs> this is unscripted and uh he may it not will even probably be cut out of the yeah. show <laughs> depending on how how Toffer reacts so i'm gonna pretend like i'm chris oh hey there <laughs> hon <laughs> okay let me see if i can uh 
Hang <laughs> on, hold on a second here. Sometimes he tweets that he goes to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I know, so, I know. Right? So we'll, we'll see. He's we'll got his Darth Vader mask on. We'll but see. that's on it's Texas easy. time. He's got to still be up now, right? Yeah, so that's like what? Texas time is uh, central time. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> He lives in Houston, which is the most boring place I've ever been in my life. And I lived in Carbondale for three years. Come on, guys, let's, <laughs> do. let's not a uh, Houston. Houston. Let's not give away his OPSEC here. There. Okay. <laughs> we're we're calling. Go to Houston. Okay. Whitepages.com. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> let's see if he answers. I wish it made the ringing sound. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Johnny. What is this? A British telephone that rings twice? <laughs> That's pretty good. Who's that? That's me. Oh, man. Hey, Toffer. This is uh, the Erasable Toffer? Podcast plus uh, hey, Michael calling. So we just wanted to call to see how you were, but you are not here, clearly. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Without saving the world. <laughs> Text me later, boo. Vape life. <laughs> Okay, I just hung up on him. <laughs> she, uh, he's going to regret not answering the phone, that's for sure. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> okay, right. there was the most exciting thing in Texas for the for in Houston for the entire year. Johnny, I want you to explain right. something to me from one of your answers earlier. Uh-oh. Word sketching. Oh, yeah. So you were talking about free writing and word sketching. What do you mean by when you're talking about that? Um, I suppose my best explanation is, um, not when you're, you know, doodling things when you're on the phone and you're doing bizarre little shapes, but you know, when you're just sketching funny faces and things like that, or things you saw, especially but with words, that's it. Hmm. Is that yeah. remotely intelligible? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like you're looking, you're at a coffee shop things. and you're, you're looking at this painting and you're just describing the, the painting. Yeah, it's like, you know, thoughts at a red light, and then the guy behind me starts beeping. Because <laughs> yeah. you've whipped out your field notes and started scribbling down at the at the light. Uh, I keep a right notepad's uh, the tiny little one in the car. Nice. <laughs> Giggle. <laughs> so um, it seems like yeah, there's been a lot of talk about, like, which, how many notebooks, which notebook, whatever. I just started bullet journaling recently, hmm. and I yeah. found that I use my pocket notebook now a lot less because for me bullet journal is really like a gigantic ongoing to-do list (laughs) so i mean like at its simplest form it seems like that's what it is and then like you know within the day that you set aside you also write little events that happen to you or little notes to yourself or whatever but at its core it seems like a big long to-do list and i usually put to-do lists in my pocket notebook so when i sit down in the morning to talk to you know go over the day and think about this bullet journal i've kind of been doing that now so really i don't know what to use my pocket notebooks for at this point except for pulling stuff out and doodling and it it seems like i'm going through way less pocket notebooks than i used to because of the bullet journal. Hmm. Yeah. Do you follow it pretty closely? Or are you? You mean as far as what, like the the um, like, like the rigors of getting things done that day that I put in that day? Yeah. Or yeah. Or do you? No, because you... I think it's supposed to just be get it out, and then like you know you can go through your month and look at the things that aren't done yet, and if they're not done, then you can either 
move them to the a future month or just cross them off because they obviously weren't that important. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that I, I'm only in the first month and really like every, for anything I've read and I'm trying to keep it like super not hipster and not trying to dress it up and not look like, you know, Tombo's Instagram or something like that because I'm trying to make it as, as messy and like real as I can make it. If I look at all that other stuff and I, I'm going to try to like dress it up and, and it will become more of an art project than like a getting things done project for me. And I'll, and I'll get discouraged because I am no artist whatsoever. So, I'm just trying to like keep it as simple as like the guy that started Ryder Carroll or whatever started it. Like uh, I'm trying to keep it as simple as he like first laid it out. Yeah. And from everything I've read that way, the second month is where you really start to like see how everything fits together because the first month's really just filling out your basically daily task list or whatever, mm-hmm. moving things around in the index and whatever is like the second month is, is, second third and ongoing months is the most like where you really see the benefits, I guess of the bullet journal. Yeah. So we'll see in two, three months. Cool. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you, Mike for hanging out with us and then also uh, trying to uh, call Toffer that didn't work out. That sucks. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I sent hey. him a very needy text. <laughs> It'll be fine. Cubs just took the lead by the way. Oh, Oh, yeah, I haven't even been paying attention, so that's awesome. <laughs> cool. All Thanks. right, sir. <laughs> I'll see you. All right, see you, Mike. Bye. Cool. Um, so we have uh, we have time. Let, let's maybe set time for one more. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hello. Hey, Julie, it's Andy from the Erasable Podcast. Oh. Uh, hello, I'm actually in a Staples right now. Oh no, <laughs> that's awesome. Can you <laughs> can you chat, or do you want to or do you want to do you want to take it later? Oh no, no, let's let's chat. Um, All right, it seems like an appropriate yeah, place to be. Right? Yeah. My battery but might die, really but we'll, good. we'll we'll write it out. It okay. does. Smells like uh, printers and pencils. Yeah, in the <laughs> element. Smells like compressed air. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Julie, where are you? Uh, where are you calling from? Besides Staples, what? I'm call- Well, you called me from. But That's I'm true. in Denver, That's Colorado. True. Denver. <laughs> so where did we call you to? Yes. Or where did we call you from? We Denver. For you? I'm actually <laughs> going to Denver in three weeks, maybe four weeks. Oh, three we- weeks. Stationary yeah. meetup. So, uh, Julie, what is your uh, what is your question? Uh, oh, I had so many random ones. I, did, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that on the Google Sheets. Um, well, okay. So one that I one that I always think about is like so when the Blackwing Volume Twenty Four came out, I was like, oh, this is my favorite pencil. Like I'm never gonna want another pencil after this. Like I need a lifetime supply. And then I was like, how many pencils is a lifetime supply of pencils? <laughs> oh gosh. A, a better question might be, got, how, how many roads must a man walk down before he's considered a man? <laughs> or, or a question for us could be, how many lifetimes worth of pencils do you already have? Right, our, exactly. <laughs> that's how it feels. Are we talking like Highlander here? Are we talking, uh, yeah. There can be only one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like like when, uh, I think Johnny is the one who really likes the Palomino HB without the eraser. Right? Yes. Yeah, oh my God. I, so I also like that one. I missed the boat, but like, how many did you get, Johnny? Um, so 
Um, <laughs> I don't remember if it was a Father's Day or birthday a few years ago. I got a dozen. But dozen, I think okay. my wife thought I was joking when I said I wanted a gross. So what I wanted was oh, a gross. I so think I, have a dozen. I listened to this episode recently. That's when you got yeah. the hoe bag. Yes. I'm not crazy. I just listened to this episode recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode 19 or something. <laughs> it, it says so here I bought it like... Go ahead. I was going to say, it says on here you're only up through episode 21. So, you, right. uh, yeah, you have... You have a you have a, a lifetime of terrible podcasting in front of you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we're coming up on a hundred. Yeah, gosh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I, I don't bought, know. If... I bought five dozen. I bought five dozen of the volume twenty four, and I was like, "Is this enough?" Wow. I don't know. <laughs> and then if you if, if you find dozen... yourself, yeah, if you find yourself like in need of money, you should just start selling them, sort of like box by box, and you'll be a you'll be a thousand <laughs> at least. Thousand. Are they are they are they rare? Are they like the, the John Muir ones? They're not quite that rare, but I would say they're like maybe the third or the fourth kind of rarest. Like it's it's hard to gauge it because it's still like relatively new. But um, there's there's a store that's in uh, Mill Valley, um, uh, which is kind of close to San Francisco in the North Bay, that's selling them for fifty uh, dollars okay. a box, and that's not an unreasonable price for it. Oh my goodness! Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I sold them for a hundred online recently on a, at a store. Yeah. It's not, it's, um, it's, uh, this, this makes me. Sorry, go ahead. So I was just say this, this this question of how many is like a lifetime worth of pencils. Like I don't know, but it makes me want right. to like. We should do this like experiment where all <laughs> we should all we should all uh, pick twelve pencils. Like pick a dozen, just dozens, just the number that comes to mind, and then like uh-huh. use them just at a normal use and stick to that twelve. And let's see, like either <laughs> spend two months and see how many you actually go through. Or see how long it takes us to go through that entire dozen to get yeah. to the point where we would have thrown them away, which might be different for each of us. And so then you can kind of like it's like a benchmark. You're like, well, it took yeah. me three months, or it took me six months to get through twelve pencils. So that means a lifetime's worth of pencils maybe, would be, you know, maybe we could get a bunch of estimation. other people on board yeah. and sort of just do like yeah. an, an average of them all. Yeah, and try not to like do more like on purpose just to use up a bunch, but just like natural <laughs> usage and get yourself right. like a yeah, like a. It's um, some sort of variable. I, de- I this definitely is very think, personal information. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely I'm think comfortable about this. <laughs> I definitely think, Julie, that Sorry. my sort of like lifetime of pencils is based mostly on sort of like how precious I think those pencils are. So, like, I probably will not use kind of like find that like holy grail pencil, the one that I'm only going to use for the rest of my life because there's always something mm-hmm. new and always something else cool coming out. So, so for me, I have a dozen, um, I think I have slightly less than a dozen two elevens. And to me, that is a lifetime of those because I'm probably going to go through them very mm-hmm. selectively. Um, but then I have like a crap load of golden bears, um, because I go mm-hmm. through them quickly. And if I lose one or give them out, like no big deal. So it, it, it's kind of like, I don't, I guess I guess I sort of inhabit the space in between a collector and a user um, because I definitely uh, collect pencils. <laughs> I have like I don't like to admit it, but I have right. pencils I'm never going to use. Um, but then I I like to think that I am a user, a realistic one who won't use all of the pencils that he has. So I don't know. It it's I think it depends, and I think it depends a lot on like how much you like it, and also how kind of like rare of a resource this is. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, tangent. I'm like by the 
Settler Norica's, which is the year that everybody likes. Is it 14, 2014? 14. And okay, th- no, there's only 15 and 16. I think you can, yeah, you can tell on there when, I think it's, okay, you know how to tell. It sounds like there's, like, it's it's in the copyright on the side. Um, yeah. I, I actually don't, have never used the Norica 2014. Have you, have you guys? No. I'm sure I've Johnny never, has. Jo- I've been yeah. sent Norica's by... I think you two have both sent me them at some point, and maybe somebody else. But but they're they were just loose, and so I don't know how to tell if they're the the ones. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing you so, should look for, Julie. They're so cool. I avoid them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, I don't know if your Staples has has this, but uh, if you go over to like the paper and notepad section, um, they they have these. Uh, like writing pads with a like a brass spiral at the top. And this like cool like press board cover, and it's called a retro ampad a m p a d or no, it's called ampad retro gold fiber, and it is one of my very very favorite like writing pads. Ampad retro is it by okay? I'm by like the, the binders. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by where like legal pads and probably legal notebooks, pads, okay. not like school it's notebooks. Like a- like the old days of radio, where you just have to like narrate what was yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. And then she's walking down the aisle all the way. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like a it's like an way, NPR folks. segment. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have we go now to our field journalist Julie Fan. Julie, t- describe what you're seeing now. <laughs> describe what you're seeing. Um, staples, oddly enough, in a staples. Okay, now I'm in like planners, many planners. It's, it's probably it's probably around the planner section. Yeah. Um, legal pads okay you said ampad yeah how big you say um they have them in both like a5 sizes and a4 sizes so like the size of a sheet of paper oh, I don't and know then what those are. okay size of the sheet of paper and then also things. like half a sheet <laughs> okay. half a sheet of paper okay uh, uh and you said brass spiral yeah it has a brass spiral on the top and the cover probably looks kind of um like kind of a mahogany dark brown press board wow it, it looks really retro everything like, has, yeah everything the, has a spiral on the side <laughs> uh this has a top spiral and top uh spiral. I don't, um, okay well if uh <laughs> I don't maybe if you just start shouting gold fiber notebook maybe <laughs> like somebody ampad retro gold fiber notebooks ampad <laughs> yeah um i'll keep looking cool. um no another, worries. Another thing that I noticed um, when I was listening to your early episodes is that you tend to not like flashy pencils. Like, uh, I feel like there was talk of like the Ticonderoga, Ticonderoga Noir. I love that pencil. Use in public. Yeah. <laughs> so I just said um, you buy some hologram pencils that look like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, Julie. Have we gotten to Blackwing volumes yet? Do okay. they do they exist yet? Blackwing volumes. Uh, I think they. Uh, I can't remember because I kind of listened to some of the later ones where you have um Charles Berlheimer on, so okay. I can't remember. Yeah. What's happening? I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I when when you ask him about the inspiration of Blackwings, is that in the later episode or is that in earlier? Um, good question. I so I guess episode twenty one <laughs> where you are is from January twenty fifteen. So we have not we have not started talking no. or like Blackwing volumes doesn't exist yet. So I feel like I feel like having sort of a constant steady drip of fancy pencils, like flashy pencils, hasn't quite happened yet for uh, for me at least. So I I still uh-huh. pre- I guess I still prefer like more understated pencils. Like 
unique looking mm-hmm. but understated pencils rather than like the Blackwing 530, which is a bright gold pencil, which is kind of that the gold one. one. Yeah, one of, like I guess the exception for me because I do love that pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which one is the 211? You said the 211 was your favorite one. Which one is that? That's uh, the, the John Muir. The John Muir. That's the. Oh. Ah, yeah. I want that one so badly. Yeah, <laughs> that that one is Just like. One. I'll... <laughs> Post I think in the group. No, I, I would want two. Yeah. Post in the group. Post in the group oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. I've got like honor roll pencils I could trade. I've got like yikes pencils I think I could Ooh, trade. Ooh, yikes. Yikes <laughs> might do it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> cool. All yeah. right. I think that with the flashy pencils, the thing with me is that like it, I almost feel like a kindred spirit with Steinbeck when he talks about like having like a flashy color for, like that he'd want it to be something that's not going to like distract him. I don't know. Like maybe mm. I'm just being like maybe I'm overdoing it in my own head or like thinking too much <laughs> of myself. Like I'm too, like I'm more important than I actually am. But like I just like it, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, this is distracting. Like, it's cool looking. Like, some of those, like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. neon, uh, what were those? The, the They had, like, the tiger print on them. Oh, sort yeah. Of, or, like, the Karandash. Um, Karandash, yeah, yeah. Like, those, like, I was like, wow, these are cool. Maybe I'll get into these. But then, like, I never pick them up. Cause I'm, like, yeah. yeah. I would just be looking at, like, look at that crazy pencil in my hand. Oh, wait, I'm doing something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, you asked if we like pink pencils in the thing, and I... I think I'm fine with pink pencils. I don't know if I have any. Um, Johnny, I bet you have some pink pencils. I do. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the pink neon Wopex is a fine pencil. Yeah. I was using one of those the other day. Don't tell anybody, but I was using a pink, <laughs> a pink Wopex. Oh, see, yeah. You're in Staples. You know, if you go down the pencil aisle, there's a box of green pencils, and there's usually a sign next to it that says best pencil in the store. <laughs> And also, Wopex. <laughs> careful, yeah. may so Wopex, contain I actually think... materials that cause cancer in the state of California. <laughs> Hazardous materials. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, so like everybody else, I like stationery my whole life. But I think I like got really into it thanks to Johnny. Um, I was, I think I was watching mm-hmm. like YouTube videos of like how to organize your pencil collection. And then I was like reading blogs and how to organize your pencils. And I think I stumbled on uh, upon Pencil Revolution so really, this is all thanks to Johnny, and I've tried the Wopex because yeah. of you, and I, I, uh, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> that is, I don't really like that's it. That's about as high praise as it's going to get. as much as you're going to get. Yeah. This episode. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> and it was okay. Like waxy and weird. <laughs> waxy and weird. That's our episode title yeah. right there. That's yeah. Johnny's, like, you know, you got, like, 10B Tim, you got waxy Johnny is, like, <laughs> waxy, waxy weird Johnny. Weird gambler, yeah. <laughs> I, I only ask because I don't think there's enough pink pencils out there. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You, do, you, do you hear there that, Blackwing? <laughs> we need a pink one. Yeah. They targeted those um, Ticonderogas in, was it 2014, 2015? Mm-hmm. They had like three shades. Yeah, a lot of them pink. They were pretty cool. Some are like red. I don't know. They're not really pink. Some are red. I have those. Well, the, um, two of them were like... Um, Grand Budapest Hotel, like super Wes yes. Anderson pink. Those are pretty awesome. That's yeah, those are the best ones. I did not let anyone uh, have those. I kept them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wopexes. Wait. Uh, yeah, uh, Norco Wopex. They're like all on the ground next to the trash. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Someone must have dropped them. So they were running to the checkout because they were so excited they found them. <laughs> Must be a mistake of some kind. They should be in the trash can. Yeah. Why are they in the trash? <laughs> can? What staples is this? I'm coming over there. 
Johnny goes to Denver. Um, what do you? I'm going to represent. <laughs> well, Andy's going to be here. <laughs> it's true. Why are you going to Denver, Andy? Uh, we have a conference. I am going to do a workshop about interface writing at a conference. So okay, I, uh, yeah. You know where? Uh, it is somewhere downtown. <laughs> uh, it's at a convention center in a hotel. I don't know which one. Oh, okay. Like there's, your... uh, there's really like only one, I think. There's a big, big blue bear. Okay. I, I've have you never... been to Denver before? I've never been to Denver before. I'm excited. I've... Oh, man. Okay. I've never been. So when you fly into the airport, there's yeah. a big like blue horse. Do you know about the blue horse, Lucifer? I, <laughs> I, I don't. What? <laughs> It's a it's a very large horse sculpture. I'm not spoiling anything because even though I'll describe this, way, you'll still be surprised when you see it. It's a large blue horse, and it's like eyes glow red when you drive by it. Yeah. Um, wow. It also killed its sculpture, like or sculptor. So when he was making the big horse, uh, a piece of it broke off and crushed him and killed him. So there you Whoa. go. Welcome to Denver. There's also a big blue bear. At the end. I, I am terrified to come to Denver now. <laughs> Between that and the altitude, with maybe because I have asthma. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, uh, before, before I come, I will, uh, reach out and maybe we can grab coffee yeah. and find some other, some other Colorado people and you can give me some recommendations for like places to eat. When are you going? Uh, the, the week of September, uh, 11th. So I'll be okay. there Monday can I through also, Thursday. Like, can I use you as a mule? Because I used to also live in the <laughs> Bay Area and sure. I miss, I miss the stationary stores. Okay. I'm going to compile a list. Okay. <laughs> There's there's no good stationery stores out here really. There's like one. Gotcha. Um, cool. I'll uh, I'll find you, you on Facebook. Excellent. Cool. Just uh, go find Chris and find his mutual friends, and it's probably probably the only one. There you go. That's crazy. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Julie, for for calling. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> good, good luck at Staples. I hope that everybody doesn't think you're a crazy person talking to <laughs> <on> the phone. <laughs> Staples. <laughs> They're probably going to call close soon. Yeah, they're probably going to call what? They're probably going to close soon. They're like, uh, "Ma'am, you need to get going." <laughs> uh, yeah. It's eight thirty. It's twenty minutes. I think I have twenty minutes. Okay, you have plenty of time. Okay, awesome. well, Godspeed. Plenty yeah. of time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what an F pencil is. Really quickly, what is an F pencil? F is in Frank pencil. Uh, number yes. two and a half. It is uh, basically between H B and two B. Is that correct? Oh, okay. HB and H. You're right. Yeah. H. What? Got it. Wait. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like HB and H. Okay. It's, it's like, like on the hard size. side. Yeah. Hard pass. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Good chat. Good chat. <laughs> good chatting with you. <laughs> good talking to you. <laughs> Bye. All right. All right. That was fun. That was fun. That we was have fun. to do this again. We definitely yes. have to do this again. We should do this like quarterly. Yeah. That's a good idea. More than quarterly. Let's do it like tomorrow. Just just make this a <laughs> daily call-in show. It's like talk of the nation, but for but for uh, pencils. <laughs> That's how we're finally going to get the fame that we deserve. <laughs> I think I think you're right. We're going to be on CBS Sunday morning with Moraka, <laughs> which is, along with being on The Simpsons, somehow one of my life goals. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll I might have submitted. One shot. So I went on to their, um, their uh, suggestion form. And uh, suggested that they cover our podcast, and they ignored <laughs> me completely. <laughs> I bet they get that all the time. But you know, I think that would be a really good segment. Yeah. Plus, we could totally meet in person with our Subarus. It would be cute. That would be cute. I would not drive to New York, though. But yeah. I would not drive to New York from where I'm either, probably. <laughs> all right. Should we wrap it up? 
Sure. So thanks everybody for tuning in, Uh, especially our live folks and call-in folks. Yeah. We are the Erasable Podcast. This is episode 80, which is, I think, a nice milestone. This episode is located at erasable.us slash 80. You can find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. We are really quickly coming up on 2,000 members, at which point I'm sure we're going to do something awesome. Um, you can check out our official sort of Facebook um, mouthpiece at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. And how about you gents? Where are you on social media and the internets? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. How about you, Andy? Uh, I'm at woodclinch.com uh, or I'm at Twitter and Facebook at at a Wellfley, a W E L F as in Faber L E. How about you, Johnny? I am on the internet at, um, sorry, pencilrevolution.com, on Twitter at Pensolution, and on Instagram at by name. So we are erasable, and thank you for joining in for tonight, and check us out in a couple weeks. 